Ladies and gentlemen, here's Shirley Lin with In the Spotlight. Welcome to In the Spotlight. I'm Shirley Lin. Jun Wakabayashi is an analyst at AppWorks.、Uh, that's one word. His father is Japanese and his mom is Taiwanese, but he was born in the U.S. In college, he majored in finance. And AppWorks is actually both a venture capital firm and a startup accelerator, founded and based in Taiwan. His job requires him to fly around a lot. Anyway, his work really entails more than what an analyst does. So today, he will expand on what else he does at AppWorks. We do have the traditional analyst、uh, type of jobs or responsibilities that doing market research,、uh, due diligence, and also understanding whether or not a deal is going to be feasible or not. So there is that component in my job as well. But、oh. yes, I agree that the analyst term is、uh, very broad. Yeah, it's too broad. How old is the oldest person at at works?、Um, I, I got it, a it, feeling it's that you're all very young. No, actually, it's、uh, it, it, it's a huge range, right? So the specialists are typically a little bit older because. Uh, effectively, what we we call them masters, so、uh, they're <laughs>、really? a master in their field, right?、Really? So usually they come from、uh, a much more、uh, extended background when it comes to professional experiences. So they're、uh, a little bit on the older side. Are they the founders of AppWorks?、Uh, so the main founder is、um, a guy named Jamie Lin.、Mm-hmm. Um, he, I think, is what maybe forty one, forty two years old now, but、okay. he's also、uh, the CEO of Taiwan Mobile, Taiwan Dagada,、uh, the second largest telecom company in Taiwan at the moment. Uh, oh, so he runs concurrently both as the CEO of Taiwan Mobile as well as general partner of AppWorks, general partner and chairman. Right. So you、Thanks、mentioned you.、Uh, things outside of work.、Uh, well, number one, traveling is a huge part of my life.、Um, But that has to do with work. No, not really. Actually,、oh. so、I do a lot of、uh, leisure travel as well. I mean, anytime I mix、uh, work travel or have work travel, I usually try to mix in leisure travel as well. So, I mentioned to you before that I've now lived and worked in seven different countries outside the U.S. and Taiwan. That was primarily due to my last job. Uh, but when I was living in those countries, I any time I had free time, I took the opportunity to travel. So now I've been to upwards of about fifty countries. I would say. Talk about some of the countries that made an impression on you and why. I think Turkey has a very, very special place in my heart.、It、is one of the very first countries that I got sent to in my last job.、Uh, we were based out of Istanbul for about three months,、oh. and it was just the the perfect mix between being lost in translation, but also with the hint of familiarity. So if you look at the Geographical location of Turkey—it's、uh, at the crossroads of both Europe and Asia. So you see hints of both regions incorporated into the country, and every facet of our life has it. That and、uh, Istanbul, in and of itself, is just a magnificent city.、Um, it has a lot of historical significance as well, just because、um, in the middle you have a, a, a river. And it's basically perched on three different mountain tops. So, from a military standpoint, it was very, very strategic. Back in the day, it was called Constantinople. But consequently, every single restaurant building has a rooftop on it, so you get a fantastic view of、mm. uh, the entire entire city. And、mm-hmm. the people were incredibly nice and warm. And the country in of, us, of itself was very, very beautiful. So, I'm a huge nature lover. 
Mm. It's a popular destination lately. You know, Taiwan's been promoting it. Turkey, you know, Istanbul, yeah, those kind of places. Yeah, I actually had sure. some family and friends that just got back from there. Yeah. yeah, all right. Well, you know, we broadcast in, what, 10 foreign languages from the radio station. <laughs> You've been to all those 10 places, it, it, I would guess. Vietnam, Thailand, Philippines. Yep. Oh, yep. Sorry, we don't have Philippines. What am I talking about? Indonesia. Indonesia, yes. You have. Yep. Yep. Japan, you yep. have been. And uh, Russia? Russia? Russia, I've only gone through a layover, unfortunately. So I'd love to go oh. there to explore. I was going to uh, ask how, what you think about Russia. Okay. <laughs> well, what about um, Spain? I mean, got... Spain. Actually, my last company was based in Spain. So uh, I did pass through there quite often. I was uh, based out of Madrid, actually. So uh, I did pass through the city very often. I've also been to Barcelona, Salamanca. Uh, and uh, Segovia and Sevilla. All right. Okay. What about um, France? France, I've been to as well. Yep. All right. Germany. Sure. Yep. Oh wow! Look at yeah, you. Checked off the list. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what do you think about Taiwan? In every aspect, I think it has everything going for it, but no one knows about it. It's it's very Still? sad. Yeah, you know, especially, you know, from a work standpoint, when we go out and try to educate founders on what's going on in Taiwan, a lot of them are actually very pleasantly surprised, right? Yeah. It's a developed country uh, with a sound rule of law. Uh, from a work standpoint, it's a huge market. Um, consumers have been shopping online for the better half of two decades now, right? With the advent of PC Home in the late 1990s. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a sizable population as well uh, uh, at 23.5 million people, which is the same size as Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, from a GDP standpoint, it's a little bit over $600 billion. Uh, I remember that 23.5 million is the same size as Australia. Yeah. A population. Right? Wow. It's crazy. <laughs> but, you know, we're so much smaller in size. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Geographically. Exactly. Uh, infrastructure is there. People are incredibly nice here. Uh, I was just telling you, telling you before um, that I had just gone back from China. And once you go to China, you kind of realize that, wow, it really makes you appreciate everything you have here in Taiwan, whether it's the civility, whether it's the weather, whether it's the air, the infrastructure, uh, access to Google and Facebook, these things that we take for granted. Uh, everything's here. And there's a reason why uh, Taiwan was rated as one of the top destinations in the world for expats as well. Mm, yeah, you're right. right. Yep. Yeah, that, by that's international been survey. a recent survey. Right, right. right. Oh, so on that note, uh, uh, yeah. so I, I think it's a little bit sad. So that's why we characterize uh, Taiwan as uh, the Wakanda of Asia. I don't know if you've seen Black Panther before, but Wakanda <laughs> is like this you know, yes, secret, high, yeah. super high-tech nation <laughs> uh, that's hidden away from the world, but with so much technology and so much to share to the world. World, right, mm. and so it's sort of like I said, my job, both professionally and personally, to make people know that hey, Taiwan's a fantastic place uh, to be, to work, live, and and grow yourself. You're listening to In the Spotlight with Shirley Lin. What's it like working with Taiwanese people? I think Taiwanese people are one of the hardest workers in the world. And they're very, very conscientious people with a very, very high degree of work ethic. So that in and of itself is, I think, is uh, really, really uh, important um, in terms of uh, having them on your team. It's fantastic. Sometimes uh, Taiwanese people can be a little bit rigid, I guess, in the way that they approach work. Uh, but I think that's more of a function of the education system that they grew up in, which oh, focused much more on rote memorization, yes. and external validation. So, uh, you know, we talked about it before. Being able to question and being able to ask why is one of the most important things that you can do. Honestly, if I were to have a billboard on the side of the road, I would 
the one thing I write on it is ask more questions. That's <laughs> the one thing. Interesting. Because like, by asking questions and adopting more childlike curiosity, you learn so much more about yourself. You learn more about others and and the world around you. And mm. I don't think people do that enough here in Taiwan. Yeah, but I think that's changing, right? Because um, you know, I mean, I do come across some news stories where certain schools are, you know, experimenting with um, just not having teachers lecture so much, but mm-hmm. having kids, you know, use their brains and try to be creative and mm-hmm. or using different ways to to even conduct a class or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's changing. I've been back, you know, almost twenty nine years. Yeah, but you know, just slowly, but it is changing, which I'm glad to see. And also, people like you coming back from having been educated abroad and willing to come back to Taiwan, contribute yeah. to Taiwan. I agree. Um, international experiences, well, at least from my standpoint, has been incredibly uh, transformative for me. It's a it's a very humbling experience when you live abroad, especially in more uh, developing type of markets where. You don't have all the luxuries that were typically afforded to you in places like uh, the U.S., where everything is already established for you. Right? U.S. is one of the most developed countries on, on the planet right now, and you know, at the click of a button, you can get a ride home from your work. Um, on your way home from work, you can look at the news, look at the movie, and right when you arrive home, you can have uh, delivery already at your doorsteps. Oh, I you know? know. Yes. In uh, emerging type of countries, they don't have any of that. Oh, But the great thing is yeah. that technology is now having um, some pretty material effects on how people go about living their daily lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if I give Southeast Asia for example, about 10 years ago, that's when Grab, which is basically the Uber version uh, in Southeast Asia, that's when they first started. Uh, Uh, in Southeast Asia, and now everyone uses Grab in mm-hmm. Southeast Asia, right? Uh, but for Taiwanese, uh, it's the same same concept, right? Going to live abroad and it helps you really expand your mental model, uh, your understanding of how people different from you live their lives, right? It really expands your perspective and way of thinking, which is incredibly valuable. But touching upon uh, what you just mentioned before, uh, two points of clarification. Number one. I guess I'm actually a little bit different than uh, most of the returnees that you might come across, mainly because <laughs> I actually did not, um, I, I did not live in Taiwan ever. Uh, so I was All simply right, born and raised in the U.S. But yeah. I did visit Taiwan every now and then. So I'm not sure if you can really classify me as a returnee. <laughs> but let's, for all intents and purposes, yes, let's yes, say I'm a returnee. Yes. You know, my mom, my mom lives here now. Entire extended side of the family also lives here. Right. right? Uh, but the other thing is that the trend that you mentioned before. It's very interesting. Um, People, uh, my parents, um, uh, and a, a lot of people in their generation, they they sacrifice tooth and nail to immigrate to uh, more developed countries like the U.S. to give their children a better future. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing thing is now you're starting to see uh, this trend of reverse migration, where a lot of their children are now foregoing their cushy, uh, stable corporate jobs in the U.S. and actually coming back to Asia to uh-huh. find a job and. Uh, to develop their careers here, which is uh, kind of mind blowing for a lot of these parents. Like, come on, we we gave up so much for you to have a better future, and now you're going back to the countries that we left, right? That's It's, how it was with my dad. Yes. Right. Exactly. But uh, I would urge these parents to change your perspective a little bit. If you, my generation, especially the millennial generation, were fueled by passion and purpose and meaning, uh, in more emerging regions like Asia, there's actually so much more of an opportunity to make an impact, right? So is that why why these people are coming back is because they see that Asia is an opportunity, it's emerging, and and it's just full of you know opportunities and and I don't know 
uh, startups and ventures and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, so that's what yeah. it is, huh? I, I would say that that has a big part in it, but other than that, there's also just ethnic belonging, this uh, sense of national pride, being able to bring back what they uh, were able to accumulate in terms of experiences, in terms of tactics and playbooks and network in the U.S. or Western countries, and bring it back into uh, their home countries and diffuse it to people around them. So. Um, it's actually one of the biggest trends in Southeast Asia right now. We call sea turtles returning home, uh, right? These are people in Chinese Haigui. Yes. These are typically locals who studied abroad, really went to or work for or went to a Western university and worked for Western companies. Really picked up a lot of experience there, and then came back to help diffuse that experience around them. Yeah. So if you look at um, some of the most valuable companies and startups in this region in Southeast Asia, there's around eleven to twelve unicorns. Those are companies that are valued over a billion dollars. Ninety percent of them were started by sea turtles. Uh huh. Actually, right. Yeah. Uh, China went through a very similar phenomenon uh, in the early days when the economy was still expanding, and now you're starting to see a very similar trend happen in Southeast Asia as well as Taiwan. I see that happening too. Still. What does your future bring? What are you <laughs> thinking? And what you're 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 still young. You've still got a lot ahead of you. Yeah. What's your big bigger picture? Other than just an analyst, no, I don't mean that. Yeah. No, <laughs> Other I, than I analyst at AppWorks. You know, I, I think I'm very fortunate to be working for a company that allows me to experiment and uh, understand what's around me and "quote unquote" find myself, if you if you will. Uh, it, essentially, it's a playground. Uh, my company is great. Um, I'm very fortunate to have that sort of support. The longer I stay at Apple, the the more I come into tune with you know what my superpower is and sort of what my place in the world is. When I try to think about what's in it for me in the future, I typically tend to think of this one framework. Just imagine like three intersecting circles, right? One circle is、uh, the market. One circle is the passion, and one circle and skill set. Uh -huh. right? So you want to try to find the intersection of these three circles, and that is sort of the role that you should be taking moving forward. If you find the intersection of all three things, that's that's your ideal. That's your bread and butter. Right there. Wow! Right. Very nice. So right now, for sure, my job currently aligns in all three circles.、Uh -huh. uh, but for passion, I think I could probably dig a little bit deeper, and that comes back down to what my quote-unquote superpower is.、Uh, this is the thing that I do ten x better than anyone else does, just naturally, and、uh, that would be empathy. Actually, my ability to connect、uh, and relate to others and quote-unquote surrogate, put myself in their shoes.、Mm -hmm. um, it's exactly what has allowed me to excel at my job of. Building relationships with people around Southeast Asia—it's exactly what allowed me to excel in my previous job when I interviewed over 300 executives and CEOs and heads of state. Right. Because、uh, I can put myself in their shoes and really understand what they're going through, and it's what really gets me going to understand their stories. Very similar to what you do here、yes. at RTI, right? Just、uh, learning about people's stories and their experiences. Thank you so much, Jun. It's been really a lot of fun talking to you, and good luck with everything you're pursuing. Thank you so much, Shirley. 